Agidavach. Gotavach, everybody. Today's daf is daf chav. Hey, page 25 of the Halegim Masech is getting. Now we're going to pick up from the last word on the top line of, of uh, daf chav. Hey. All right, Ziiri Yomar. Last one line is Ziiri. All right, let's remind ourselves of where we're at. So, the, the Gemara on the bottom of Chav Dalit Omer gave us an interesting scenario where you're going to have situations of our Mishnah. For example, you have a get that's delivered by somebody. And let's go through the case of our Mishnah on the bottom of beginning of the Perak. And he get that a guy's walking through the marketplace and he hears um, uh, scribes in training. They're practicing. And he says, I want that to be my get. He gives it to his wife. It's not a good get. Also, if a person writes a get to his wife, and I'm sorry, if a person uh, takes a get that was written for a different couple, but he has the same names, and he gives that get to his wife, it's also not a good get. So Rav told us, on the bottom of Dav Chav Dalid, and this is where we're going to pick up, Rav had said that in all these cases, all these cases, even though they're still married, she's puzzled to a Kayan. She can never marry a Kayan. She's not divorced, but she can't marry a Kayan. And this is where we're going to pick up. Why? Because it's like a shtickle get. It looks like he handed her a get. I know it wasn't valid, but the problem is, is that not everybody's going to know. It's going to lead to confusion if we allow her to marry a Kayan. And therefore, she's not allowed to marry. So we'll pick up now. Last word, top line, Chafi Amaral. Ziri Amaziri says, Kulamein Paislein, Chutzman Acharin. In all the cases of the Mishnah, if he gives it to his wife, for example, they have these scribes who are practicing, or he's walking through the Shuk. In those cases, it's, uh, they're not, she's not going to be divorced, and she's still allowed to marry a Kayan. Only in the last case, <clears throat> where we say that Ain uh, Breira, you can't uh, split up which wife it was, do we say that she's possible to a kite? B'chein Amarav, Asi, and so to Rav Asi says, Kula mein paisen, chutzman acharim, and all the other cases, she's still mutter to a kite, except for the last case, of Yechen Amar, Af Acharim, Nami, in the puzzle, in all these cases, she's still mutter to a kite. Vaz Rav Yechen, Tamei, Rav is consistent with his own reasoning. Yeah, you understand what's happening here? We have cases where she's not divorced, but we're concerned it's going to lead to confusion, so we still don't allow her to marry a Kayin. So says Rabbi Yechanan, consistent, she always could marry a Kayin. When you have brothers who divide an inheritance afterwards, they're considered Lekuchais, meaning if you have a, a family that's inheriting $100,000, two brothers, and they, do each of them inherit $100,000 or do each of them inherit $50,000? Now, there's no way to show or identify which specific half each one owns. When you do separate it, and each one takes 50, so Ravasi says the name of Yechanan, it's going to be like a purchase. It's going to be considered like a purchase uh, from each other, and they're considered lekuchais, as opposed to considered Yarshim. Now, what's a practical nafkamina? So what? If we consider them to be buyers instead of inheritors, anything that is, that is um, uh, uh, land of heritage that's going to go back every Yavil, 
So it'll always go back to its original owner. Okay, so everything else that they inherited is going to stay in their domain. However, the land itself goes back and they're going to have to redeal with it every Yavu. And we got to give all the cases, uh, both the case of our Mishnah, where he's deciding which wife afterwards to give the get to. Again, remember, what was the case? You have Yankul, who's married to two sprinters. And he says to a cipher, write the get for my sprinter. I'll decide later which one. So we said, it's not good, because you can't retroactively determine which the get, which one's written for. And Rabbi Yechanan is going to say that it's, uh, it's completely not a good get, and so too... That same concept applies by inheritors that are dividing real estate. Utricha and Birchen has to teach me the halacha that ain breira, we do not say retroactive clarification both by the fields of inheritance and also by the case of get. Why? If we would have only given the case of our Mishnah, I would say in the case of Mishnah, needs to be for her. And you can't write it for two wives, even though they have the same name. But maybe when it comes to inheritance, the Torah says every sale goes back at Yavil. But Yerushalayim does not go back at Yavil. And therefore, since we're saying it's considered a purchase, that's why you got to go back at Yavel, but it's not necessarily a din in Breira. It's a din in being a purchaser. Then if Rabbi Yechonon would have only told me Ein Breira, when it comes to the fields of inheritance, I would say Mishum Dila Chumra, because over there, we're, we're dealing with a very Machmir Dika Halacha, Inami Ketchila. Or maybe we'll say that you're just going back and putting, putting it back to the way it was originally. So you're not really doing much. You're not. All you're doing is is saying this is how it this is how it was before. So let's put it back in that original state. <clears throat> Meaning, I wouldn't know that he completely goes against the laws of Breira. I would say there's an outside logic of Alhacha. But over here in our Mishnah Imalai, I would say that maybe the get would say Yesh Breira. It would be kosher. Rabbi Yechon has teach me his Alhacha both by get. And by the field of inheritance. Okay. With that being said, with that being said, the Gemara is now going to ask a very interesting question, which is concerning a regular get that's being handed to a woman, but not all the details are clear to us at the time of the giving of the get. How would we handle this? So, Bomine, Rav Haishiyamir of Yehuda. If somebody says to a cipher, a scribe called a lavlar, I want you to write a get, and whichever one of my wives leaves the room first, that's the one who the get is going to uh, is going to impact. Okay, so is that considered lishma or not? Amar lei tenisua. What do you mean? We learned in our Mishnah. Yasar mikain. We have uh, more than this. Meaning, we gave a specific case. Amar lava. He says to a, a cipher, divorce whichever one. I'm going to decide later. Pasulagarish by. It's not good. Alma imbreira. So decide later is basically the same as which one's going to walk out of the room first. Ace face. He has a challenging question. Somebody says to his kids, 
The halacha is that every yid was included in a group of a carbon pesach. You needed that they didn't all do the shechita, but they would have people shecht on their behalf, and there was a mitzvah to do it family by family. So if a father wants to encourage his children to get on time to Yerushalayim for Pesach. So he says, I'm going to have in mind whoever comes first to Yerushalayim could be part of my Pesach Habura. It's going to be part of my group for the carbon Pesach. Okay. Kivan Shenechnas Risha and Risha Ruba. As soon as the, whichever son gets most of his body into the walls of Yerushalayim, Zoha Bechalkoi, Umezake Es Aviv Imai. He's Zoycha for his Chelek, and he's Zoycha for his brothers to come along with him as well. Okay? So over here, guess what happened? You have, look, look at the case. You have a father who says that I um, shechted a carbon Pesach. It's, it's Erev Pesach in the afternoon. That's when the carbon Pesach was shechted. So your father now who shechted a carbon Pesach, his kids are not yet in Yerushalayim, the first, he says, whichever one is first gets a chilek in my carbon. So, says the Gemara, he could even gain a chilek for his brothers, which we'll, we'll, we'll get into. But Lamaisa, what do you see from here? That a father could check the carbon Pesach and only afterwards determine which son the carbon Pesach is for. So you see that there's a concept of yesh breira. We could go back and say retroactively, it's clarified who this is for. So why do you, Reb Yehuda, say that ein breira is, uh, is, is halacha lemaisa? So Amar Lehi, so Reb Yehuda says, Haishia bri, my son Haishia, ma'in yim tzachem eitzal gittin, what is no shaykhis, the halachas of kelchus pesach, the laws of gittin. I'll tell you why, Mar Allah, we already learned about about the, the Korban Pesach, the only reason why the father said that whichever son is going to be there first as part of my Korban is because he wants to encourage them to come fast to do mitzvahs. Now, says the Gemara, it has to be like this, because remember, there was an interesting thing that happened in our Mishnah. What does it say? As soon as one kid comes into Yerushalayim, what happened? He's part of the Pesach and his brothers. And his brothers. The father just said, whichever brother comes first. Why is his brothers part of the current Pesach? The economy, you could imply it. He gets it for his brothers as well. If you're going to tell me the father included all them from the beginning, really. In other words, when the father shechted the carbon Pesach, he really had everybody in mind. So I don't need to deal with Brera and Brera. Shapiris makes sense. But if the father did not appoint them to be part of his group, after the shechita, can you shecht it? We learned in the Mishnah, the is people could change around their chabura until include people, remove people until the actual shechita. Now over here, how could the father include the brothers once the shechita is done? The halacha is you certainly can't. And therefore, says the Gemara, you have no proof to anything, says Rabbi Yehuda. You have no question on me because this whole halacha of carbon Pesach is not dealing with yesh breira or ain breira. No shaykhis, potatoes, nothing to do with anything. Rather, the whole idea over here is the father really included 
all the sons. He's just trying to encourage them to get on time. So basically what he's saying is, whichever one comes first gets the schus. But they're all included. You don't need to rely on Yesh Breira that we could determine retroactively. They were really all part of his Chabura. Tan learned by Zimali, Maisa, there was a story, the Banish Lebanim, there was a father who said, whichever one's my kids, come to Yushalayim first as part, and the daughters showed up before the sons, Venimsu Banaz Rizimu Banim Shvalim. So the, the, see from there that the daughters were more Zariz in mitzvahs, the sons were shvalim. They were slower. They were they were more lazy. But the bottom line is, they were included in the father's carbon pesach because sons need to be included in the carbon pesach. Be it as it may, taking a step back and going over this topic, let's just take a, an overview. What did our Gemara start with at the two dots? We had a shaila. We asked Rav Hoshia, asked Rav Yehuda, if somebody says to a lavlar, to a cipher, right. Uh, get to whichever one of my wives leaves the room first, is it valid? And he said, it's not valid, it's puzzle. We see that from our Mishnah. That answer is correct. That answer is going to hold firm. And any challenge of Rabbi Yehuda has now been knocked off. Okay. Amr Abayabai says, Koboy Minei, he asked the Shiloh from him, Taylor Bedasa if a person makes his decision dependent on das achirim, dependent on somebody else's activity. Okay? So what this means is like this. The husband has to be the one to write a get to a wife. It, which means, it has to be dependent on him to determine to give the get. Would you agree with that statement? The husband has to be the one who he is the bottom line of what's happening here. He's determining what's happening here. Says Abaye, Ravashi Ashavuda, you know, but what would happen if the husband chooses to transfer that right? He makes it Talibad Asakhir. Meaning, what was the case? He says, whichever woman leaves the room first is going to be divorced. What he's doing is he's relinquishing his control over what's going to happen. There's now somebody else here, whichever woman decides to leave the room, that's going to be determining the get. So what's the halacha? The kaposhele, Sir Yehuda answered him, Taila bedas atzmai. It has to be that it's the husband who's deciding which wife is going to receive the get, which one's going to be divorced. Bahadar Maisivle, so Rav Haishia then challenged him, and he says, You see, Taila Bedas Here you have a case of Taila Bedas where the father says to the kids, Whichever one comes first, you shall I him. You see that it's the kids who do determine it. Amarav, Rav says, My kusha, what's the question? Doma. Maybe according to the opinion who holds that there is Brera that you could you could retroactively decide and clarify uh, um, which one should get the get. Maybe he's also of the opinion that there's no difference whether he he holds on to the complete ability to the, the to right that he holds on to his complete ability to determine who gets the get or not. 
Isla Brera, he's going to hold his Brera anyway. But according to the opinion who holds, you can't retroactively clarify. He'll be of the opinion that whether or not it, he kept the rights to himself, the ability to himself to determine or not, less la brera, either way, we're not going to have brera. But Rabbi Yehuda says that even when he keeps the, the uh, ability to decide who he's divorcing, who, who he's divorcing, Still, he says less labreira. The Talmudas Acherim is labreira, but here you have Rabbi Yehuda who says that when he's going to set aside who's receiving the get, then we say there's no breira. But when he keeps it dependent, I'm sorry, but when he makes it dependent on al das Acherim, makes it dependent on the das of somebody else who hold there is breira. Now, how do I know this? This is an interesting statement. He's saying that Rabbi Yehuda's, according to Rabbi Yehuda's approach, the two. Halachas do not go hand in hand. We wanted to say that perhaps if you hold there is Brera, there's no difference whether he holds on to the rights to decide. If you hold there's no Brera, also there's no difference whether he's holding on to the rights. We're going to say no Brera. Says Ramashashia to Rava, but that statement's not true because Rav Yehuda holds that there's Brera when he holds on to the rights and ain't Brera when he doesn't. Now, how do I know that? So that's what Gemara is going to get into now. Taylor Badas asked me, when he keeps the, the rights to decide, it's going to be completely dependent on him, not who walks out of the room first to decide who's going to be divorced. There we say, less the blera, there's no blera. How do you know that at the time of the Kusim. If somebody buys wine from Kusim, okay, now usually not that I buy wine from a guy, but a Kusi is somebody who converted. But they didn't really keep Torah, uh, you know, the the the, the mitzvahs of the Torah appropriately. So, if you are going to buy wine from a kusi, the halacha is it's kosher, but you need to separate trumas and meisres because we can't rely on you can't rely on the kusi to have done that properly. So, if you buy wine from a kusi, Imer, you should say shnei lugin shani asid lahafresh. I'll tell you what. Right now, I'm going to start drinking the wine. I'm not separating my chumas and maestros yet. But there's going to be two lugin, a little less than two liters, that I will end up separating from this, which means he's separating truma. Hare hein truma. This is going to be truma. Now he's not separating it now. He's talking about wine that's going to be left at the end. Asara maestrosian. So you're going to have 10, 10% of it is going to be maestrosian. Tisha, nine are going to be maestrosiani. We now turn to the top of Amud Beis. Umechel. And then he will be chal. He's going to redeem the value of the Meiser Sheni. He could drink the wine right away. Divrei Rebbe Meir. This is the opinion of Rebbe Meir. Now, what this coming out with is anything that he's going to set aside later is going to now be truma, which is why I'm allowed to drink. Again, he's got 100 lug in his vet, let's say. Got 100 lug in his vet. So he wants to start drinking. So he says, two look that I'm going to set aside will be my truma. Well, you didn't set it aside yet. So what are you saying? After you drink everything else, whatever's left over is going to be your maestro and your truma. Says Reb Meir, you could drink right away. That's fine. Which means, you could retroactively determine which wine is your truma and maestros. You understand? Otherwise, let's, let's chop this. 
Otherwise, how can Rameyer say you could drink from the vat right away? Maybe you're drinking the Meiser. You can't have Meiser. Maybe you're drinking the Truma. You can't have Truma. From the fact that Rav Meir says that you can make a statement for later about which wine is going to be the Truma Meiser, what you're saying is you can retroactively determine what your Truma Meiser is. Which droplets of wine is your Truma Meiser? Rav Yehuda, Rav Yaisi, Rav Shimon, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yaisi, Rav Shimon, it. Now why do they Aser it? Because they must hold Ein Breira. You can't say, oh, whatever's left at the end will be my Truma Meiser. No. They say, you can't do that. Because then your Chumas Amaisus is like mixed in with your wine right now. For the fact that they answer it is a raya, as a proof, <coughs> that even when he makes it dependent on himself, aim Breira. We don't agree with Breira. Taylor B'dasacherim is And I know in Shittas Rabbi Yehuda, when you make it depend on Dasacherim, there is Breira. The time we enter the mission. Mahi Ba'isan Ayamim. What do we do about those specific days? Okay. Now, what, what's this halach over here about these specific days? Let's look over into Rashi. It is the fifth thin line in Rashi. Rashi is going to quote a Gemara from Dafayin Gilo Amud Aleph. Right? You see that, Rashi? The fifth thin line of the Amud. So here we go. The Kamon, the Misha Achzu, in Perak Misha Achzu, Gives the following case. If a man says, a, a, wife, a husband says to a wife, this is your get. From this moment, if I die from this illness. So you have a guy going into surgery. They don't have kids. That's the case in Daf Ayin Gimel. The reason why that's important is because the husband's trying to protect his wife from entering a situation of Yibam. Okay? He's going into a life-threatening procedure. I'm just giving an example. Before he goes in, he hands a get to his wife, and he says, I don't want you to end up being a widow and chained to my brother for Yibam. For whatever reason, it doesn't matter. For whatever reason, not a good shidduch, Brother's not around to do chalitza, whatever. Doesn't matter. See, he answers again, and he says, if I don't make it out of this procedure, you're divorced, you're not married to me. So, on, from the time he gives her the get, until he heals and gets better, mahein ba'isan ayamim, what do we do during those days? What's her status from the time the husband gives her a get until it's clarified what happens? Either he dies or he gets better. Rebuta says, She's considered a full-fledged wife. Any halachas that she had till now as a married woman, whether he's a Yisrael, whether he's a... Whatever halacha is, she's a married woman. And when the husband dies, Havegita, we're still going to say it's a kosher get. Which means that we do, this get is going to be valid. Why? Because of Brera. 
we have retroactive clarification. Now, his healing and his death, is it dependent on him? It's out of his control. So here we say, Taylor Badasa Khirim is Labrera. It must be even in a case where it's not completely up to him to determine what's going to be with the get. We're still going to say there's Brera. There's retroactive clarification. Okay. So what we're pointing out over here, by the way, just to wrap this up, is that you see that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't necessarily... Don't tell me that, Rabbi, that whenever we say... Um, somebody holds of Yesh Breira, whenever you say Yesh Breira, that also means that we, um, uh, whenever you say Yesh Breira, there's no difference whether it's Tayla Badas Asma, Tayla when you hold Ain Breira, also there's no difference, because here you have Shitas Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that when is Tayla Badas Atzmai, less La Breira, when it's Tayla Badas Achirim, it's Breira, so we have that clarity, Amalei Rav Mesharshi L'Rava, Says to Rava, Ha, Rabbi Shimon, the Tailabadas Atzmai less the But according to Rabbi Shimon, who says that when a person is Tailabadas Atzmai, he's still dependent on his own his own ability to make the decision. Less the There we don't say there's Brera. We do not rely on retroactive clarification. But Tailabadas Achirim is la Brera. But if, but if it's Tailabadas Achirim, we will say that there's Brera. Tailabadas Atzmai less the So that he must say, that when he's tight lebedas atzmai, when he's relying and you're in a situation where he's completely dependent on his own decision, then we say less lebreira hada amaron. But this we said tight lebedas achirim is lebreira. We're still gonna say that when you're tight lebedas achirim, that when you make a statement that's dependent on others, for example, whichever one walks out of the room first will be divorced. Is lebreira. There, Rabbi Shimon says there is breira, and how do I know Rabbi Shimon's of this opinion as well? The title of the Brisa. If somebody says to a woman, I will have relations with you, meaning I will marry you as long as, uh, our relations will be for marriage, as long as my father agrees. So, Bia, relations, is a way to get married. It's a way of marriage. But he's making the marriage, Tayla Badasachir. Dependent on somebody else, because the father has to agree that he likes her. They had, even if the father says, eh, I don't like her. Mikudeshes. Says Reb Shimon, Mikudeshes. Okay? Why? Says Rashi, there's a general assumption that a person, again, this guy had relations with her, they had Bia. And he says, but this bia should only be an act of marriage if my father agrees. Zakhtar of Shimon, you're automatically married. Rashi explains, because there's a natural assumption over here that people don't want to do Averis. And if the marriage is not going to be consummated with this bia, he'll have ended up doing an Aver. And therefore, either way, it's going to be, a, the, the assumption is, he's just making that statement hoping that his father is going to agree, but either way, it's a it's a marriage. Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon, but Reb Shimon, who does name of Reb Shimon? Then no, it's not automatically. Ratzah av mekudeshes. If the father wants, then they're married. Lei ratzah, lei ratzah av ina mekudeshes. Okay, 
So you see that Rav Shimon holds there is Brera when it's dependent on the father. Yesh Brera when it's Tayla B'das even though he holds Ein Brera by himself. So here you have a good Raya, you have a proof that the two rules don't necessarily go hand in hand. Amarlei, Zerav said back to Mashash, Yabin Rav Yudah, Bin Rav Shimbin, Leishna Tayla B'das Achirim, Atzmeg Leishna Tayla B'das Achirim, Islehu Brera. They hold, there's Brera. Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Shimon hold of Brera. You can re- clarify retroactively. But Hossam, in our original case of um, uh, Truma and Meiser, Kedektani Taima, there's a reason that we explained at the end of that Brisa. What was the what, what reason was given at the end of the Brisa of the Machlaikas? Amr Leder and Meir. Rabbi Yehuda and the other Chacham said to Meir, Here's the problem. This is very Gishmak. Here's the issue. The case, this guy's got a wine vat with a hundred lug. And he says, the last 20 lug, whatever's left over at the end, is going to be Truma and Meiser. Reb Meir said, that's fine. Lacham said, nothing doing. Nothing doing. The assumption was because they say, Ain Breer, you can't retroactively clarify what Truma and Meiser is. You have to tell me now, where's your Truma and Meiser? Reb Meir responds to that, he says, one second. Wouldn't you agree that there's an issue of Shema Yibaka Hanayid, which means that what if, it's the what if, the vat snaps, breaks open, <clears throat> and now there's no wine to give to Truma and Meiser, it's going to come out, this guy sinned biblically. And therefore we should asser that type of Truma and Meiser. Omar Lahem, so Rav Meir responded to them, I'm not worried about it. Meaning, the Chum said to Rav Meir, like this, not that we're arguing on you about Yesh Breira or Ein Breira. What we're arguing on you is, even though we agree with you that Yesh Breira, and you should be, wait, you should be able to wait till the end to determine which part of the wine is your Truman Meiser, we agree with that concept, However, we have a concern. And that concern is, if you wait, you know what, what could happen? The wine vat could fall over, crack, and now all the wine that you drank was tevel. It wasn't kosher, it was forbidden. So we're, that's why we have a problem with that process. Not because of Ain Brera, that we don't agree with retroactive clarification. We completely agree with retroactive clarification. We're just concerned that in this case... You're not going to come around to clarifying it ever. To which your mayor responds, I'm not concerned about that. When the problem starts, we'll deal with it. But right now, there's no problem. Bottom line is, says, says um, Rava, you have no raya. Both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon agree with Brera. And they hold a Brera if you do it yourself. They hold a Brera, whether you leave it to others. We'll hold it here for today. Bezam, tomorrow we will begin with the Mishnah on Daf Chav Vav Omar Aleph. Fascinating Mishnah, fascinating sugi. We're going to get into 
the what the get itself actually looked like, the lines, the spacing between the lines, very uh, a, a shift in conversation. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Bashan. We'll pick up from here, 9.30 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, get the everybody.